welcome to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines, changing the conversation around divorce. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room. Penguin in the Room is an award-winning arts, marketing and social media management company. If you want to jazz up your socials and have someone Instagram and tweet for you, then here's your answer. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com. As always, hit subscribe to make sure you're updated about new episodes. And we love to hear from you on social media at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. You can also email us all the infos on our website, thedivorcesocial.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm yeah. doing the talk. I'm Shit. doing the introduction. Look, it's my massive face <laughs> on the screen. Um, hello, everyone. Thanks for coming. Give yourselves a cheer for coming to live shows. Yes, you socially distanced beauties. Um, this, this is the Divorce Club with me, Samantha Baines. Did not realise that would be quite as big as it was because uh, I wouldn't have put my face on it. It's a bit like, hello, me. Um, this is the Divorce Club. I recently got divorced and I couldn't talk to anyone else about it. So I very selfishly started a podcast so I could talk to other people about what I was going through and ask advice. And um, lovely people listen to it and like it. And so here we are. Uh, let me introduce my brilliant guests this evening. Both of these lovely ladies have done episodes of the Divorce Club that you can listen to where we get all in depth and stuff. Uh, today we're going to have a bit of fun. So first of all, we've got Helen Thorne, comedian and divorcee. Yeah, Thank something you. to be proud of. Yes, um, and I just want to say I've got an infection in my eye. I'm not just winking at you all, okay? So I just, just, <laughs> I just look stoned on one side of my face, so that's nice. But also that because you are single. Yes, so. yeah, I'm single, and, <laughs> and, and it happened in a hot tub, so that's, anyway. Let's not talk about what ends up in my eye, so um, that's fine. We will get into that later. <laughs> Um, and uh, my other lovely guest is Leila Hussein. She's a psychotherapist and activist and divorcee. Woo! Happily divorced. 
Happily divorced is the title I like to go with. Oh, I yep. like it. Yeah. Happily divorced. divorced. I feel like we all are. Yes, absolutely. And that's what, and not just because I have wine in this mug, so that you, <laughs> I have red wine in it. <laughs> Hello, Saturday Yum. night. Um, so we're gonna. I don't gonna, know what you're talking about. Have water in my. Like, she has water. She's very. She's very good. Um, so we're gonna talk about all lovely divorced things, um, which are obviously lovely and not so lovely. Um, and then there will be space for you to ask questions as well, if you fancy at the end. So if there's there's anything bubbling away make a little mental note and we'll come to it at the end but I think to start off I always start the podcast by saying you are divorced how does that make you feel Helen. Helen, yes. Well, I, I'm, I'm quite fresh so I've been separated for six months so I it was a surprise uh, um, two weeks before lockdown um, my husband left and uh, yes so I did all of all of lockdown the f- those first uh, three months going <laughs> and then nobody could hug me which was great um, so um, yeah so I, I as I said on the podcast I feel like I did like separation divorce boot camp because I just had to feel all the feelings by myself uh, and um, yeah so I'm, I'm very fresh so our concept Consequently, yes, now I've been doing lots of catching up for that because I got married or I started seeing my husband when I was 19, so I've never dated before. So now I'm just like, all the cock! Yes, I'm very excited about my new status. <laughs> Am I allowed to ask you when was the last time you had a penis in you? Um, oh, I want to know. Uh, ten hours ago. There we go. Thank you very much. Hello, Hello, Mum. If you're listening at home, yes. <laughs> or my ex-husband. Um, she so, knows she has sex. You have children. Yes, exactly. So that was because I have two nights off a week. So then I have to get the roster sorted um, in advance, as you do as a mother. You know, sort the school lunches. Who are you going to flip? <laughs> can have sex with this weekend so all those sort of things it's just about scheduling anyway is everyone still here or they're all just being sick in their mouths behind their masks as as sex is always about scheduling as we all know um (laughs) so Layla's looking at me with eyes like do not ask me when I last had a penis in me um, (laughs) and that's fine I won't um Layla you are divorced how does it make you feel Oh, I could. I, I was happy. I couldn't wait to get out. I, I, t- I that's why I keep using the term "happily divorced" because I think I was a. I became a happy person. I was nice again. I couldn't wait to get out. And and I was like you. I got married at eighteen, so I married my first boyfriend. I mean, I'm Somali. You marry your first boyfriend. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like you don't. There's no other space to date other people. So for me, it was fuck, I'm out of this. So I didn't care. I, I actually remember when I wanted, when I asked for divorce, he declared himself bankrupt. <laughs> so I didn't ask for child care. I was like, I don't care. I'm still out. I, didn't really, I really did not give a shit. Like, I was, yeah. I, 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 hence why I never got married again, which is quite interesting. It's been 18 years um, since I... Oh, yes, man. I love all this cheering. <laughs> In London during a pandemic, I didn't expect it, but I'm yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not against the whole. I mean, if you want to get married, it's fine. I think there are other ways of celebrating the person you're with. I'm all about celebrating your love, but it doesn't have to be something you sign to the government, which I'm really. Even though you pay less tax, from what I've heard, so I don't know. 
I've, I've had friends who were really married. Actually, that was amazing. the invite. One of my really close friends, like the invite was, she goes, guys, we're going to get married. It means we pay less tax. Please turn up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll turn up for this one. It's fine. What a lovely sentiment. It was such Aww. a great wedding. I was, when I got married, I was really worried about my wedding invitations. And I think it's because it's the first thing you do when you're engaged. So you put so much attention into like, and you're like, oh my God, I want someone to frame it and keep it forever. It's beautiful. Um, but I like that maybe if I get married again, I'll just put, I'm going to save on tax. Please come. Yeah. Just a little handwritten note. But do you know what? But, but it's, it was also the vows. Have you seen this whole, I mean, I got married in 1999. Oh my God, that shows how old I am. Um, and the vows were still, I obey, all that stuff. But recently, good, really, this particular close friend of mine who got married for, for the tax reasons, the vows were, we're going to be, she, she, no, the vows were, we're going to be together till we can. And, <laughs> you know, and remain friends. Hopefully we'll remain friends through this process. And I thought, oh my God, it's the most honest vows I've ever heard. Because the other ones are just bullshit, like uh, yeah. blackmailing, like, uh, yeah. and I thought, this is my people. This is the kind of <laughs> wedding I want, you know. Can we be together until we actually like each other? If we don't, we just go our separate ways. To me, that sounds like a great vow. As long as we can. As long as we can. (laughs) I literally laughed and cried at that wedding. It was so funny. But it was the most honest wedding I've been to because the rest is like I'm going to be with you to you know life and death and I have found and my rich. soulmate we will be together forever how no. did I work out no, no. yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> should have been we'll be together until we can yeah. and the lockdown happened that's right there seems to be some clauses if there there's another go. lockdown or a pandemic yep. then we're, we're done yeah. so so Leila it sounds like you wouldn't get married again but you'd be with someone well Long For term. me, I wouldn't do the traditional marriage. I would still have a ceremony. I mean, I've always wanted to have like a, a wedding that was like a carnival on the beach with no shoes on. I mean, I, again, being Somali, Somali, I don't know, there's no Somalis in this room. Okay. Any other Africans? Oh, yeah, there's Somali. So you know what the hell I'm talking about. Like Somali weddings, we have like 70% of the guests, you don't even know who the fuck they are. <laughs> it's like your f- family members you haven't seen in ages. I don't want that kind of wedding again. I would like to celebrate love and connection. And But for me... It would be in a beach somewhere where I don't have to invite all the family members. I don't know, be good friends. And there'll be like caravan like foods and ice cream and yeah, it would be a festival. That's what I would want. And I don't want to wear heels anymore. Those sh- like the women are tortured at weddings, in my opinion. You had pins in my hair and I had this massive earring going on the side. And I was like, no, I wouldn't do that again. I yeah. remember um, being in the toilet at, at my wedding with my maid of honour and her holding up my wedding skirt and me trying to take my spanks yeah, off. Fun. After the <laughs> it wasn't Which fun. They yeah, don't women plan never have that fun. into a wedding dress. It's no. like incredibly hard to go to the toilet. Yeah. It's dreadful. I, I did a most insane thing. Um, for my wedding dress so um, I got engaged when I was pregnant and then shopped for my wedding dress when I just after I'd given birth so like boobs and plenty and like maternity bras and milk leaking and I went and I all I wanted for my wedding dress was a Vivian Westwood dress and I remember going into Vivian Westwood with my pram my massive boobs and and I said I want that dress and I was a size 18 and they said okay try it on and I said okay but no I wanted it at 12 and they're like you can't return it if you break it (laughs) 
give me the fucking 12. <laughs> so I bought a size 12 dress, even though I was fat. And, um, and then I didn't try on that dress until 10 minutes before I walked down the aisle because I was insane. And so I, I basically breastfed my child until I got thin, um, which is, you know, highly recommend. I mean, everyone wins. The child gets big, you get small. Um, and then... Um, <laughs> And, makes um, sense, yeah. yeah, and so I just hoped that I would fit into it, and I did. And it took two women to kind of hoik, hoik me in, and my boobs were overflowing. But I wouldn't recommend that to anybody to buy a dress three sizes no, too we, small. We, we, we changed two or three times at the wedding. Oh, can you confirm I that? Like Smile, that. But there you go. We, we literally changed three times. So you really don't enjoy the wedding. You're busy changing clothes the whole time. Yes. <laughs> well, so would, would you get married again, Helen? And what d- dress size would you buy? <laughs> <laughs> I would buy one I could eat a lasagna in. I think, that's, I think I would just buy the dress that fitted me that day instead yes. of kind of but but I think you know I was young and naive and you had this idea like you can't be a fat bride you have to be the thinnest because that is success that is you know you were you were more if you were less in size and taking up less room and so I think it is a it's a weird thing and everyone goes on their diet and does all their kettlebells and things like that so yeah I, I just I just be me I think next time round and not try and now that I'm older and slaggier and, and give less fucks about basically anything and everything um yeah I just I just want to have a good time and and not fulfill anyone else's expectations but my own I think I actually like rebelled against the whole wedding you have to lose weight thing Mm. and my dad had just died Uh, if that was an omen that I shouldn't have got married I don't know what it is my dad was like I'm gonna die now just to just to don't worry you can laugh it's okay I'm fine he's not he's dead but um my dad died on my Hendo. This is my real life, not a soap. Yeah. So um, and my best friend said to me afterwards, I feel like we should have known then. Um, but um, so my dad had died and I was getting ready for like planning this wedding, which is meant to be a very happy day. And I think I was like, I'm not going to thin down. I don't like it when, you know, you don't recognize the bride. Um, so I'm going to eat more. So I think... <laughs> I was the biggest I've ever been at my wedding, and I did a I did a, a BBC uh, show. I won't say which one, but I was filming a BBC show, and we had the read through before my wedding. So we met everyone, and you meet the costume people, and they do a fitting. And then I had my wedding, and then I came back, and I was filming the BBC show, and I overheard one of the makeup women saying, "I mean, normally you lose weight for your wedding, not put it on." And I, <laughs> But true. And, but I think if I got married again, I'd just eat a normal amount. Mm. Um, but I would, I, I would definitely want a Vivian Westwood dress. But, but yeah. you know what? Somalis, we a bride should have more weight when she gets married. So we celebrate bigger women. If you're skinny, you're told, "How are you going to feed your husband? Is he going to feed you? Is he going to feed you?" Like, because I, I was actually quite skinny. So that was seen as a negative thing. So it's interesting how in the West, you, you need, as, as a bride, you have to lose weight in the Somali. Well, in Africa, you, the bigger you are, the better. The more, more eligible you are for marriage if you're bigger. Oh, I like that. Go yeah. to Africa, girls. That's, That's what you need better. to be. <laughs> <laughs> in the wrong. Let's all go. Um, 
So we've been talking about celebrating marriage, and mm. then obviously all of our marriages ended. Um, and Layla, I know you're a big fan of the phenomenon that is the divorce party. Um, yes. Now yes. I've always assumed that a divorce party is like you know women in leopard print cackling and like. <laughs> hitting penis straws and demolishing them and like being a nuisance um but you have totally sold me on the divorce party so can you let everyone know what it is so being a happily divorced woman so i thought okay we celebrate weddings why can't we celebrate when you fucking get a fucking freedom like divorce to me is is freedom so you're coming out of a bullshit situation it should be celebrated so one of my really good friends who came out of a very horrible divorce i thought you know what we're gonna fucking throw you a party and we got the cake and she had a bottle of champagne from her wedding that she actually hasn't drank (laughs) what I hope it wasn't so, like yeah, 20 she, years ago. We didn't even know about this until she brought it to the actual party. But I, we got her a cake that said, what the fuck was I thinking of? With his face on it. And we had the best time. Because I think you have to, I think it's a, it's a t- you have to celebrate if you, listen, uh, historically we gave women like Liz, you know, Liz Taylor, like who got married like nine times, such a hard time. But I watched her interviews during, when I was going through a divorce, as you do. And she's. I read her autobiography. No, seriously. (laughs) And something stuck with me. She said, I'd rather have lovers till the day I die than have a horrible relationship. And that really stuck with me. So for me, it was like, I don't want to be stuck in a very difficult. So when women or men, friends who get out of a terrible relationship, it's like, let's celebrate. We have, because we celebrate weddings. Why can't we celebrate this? So anyone is about to get divorced, so you're, you're nearly divorced. There's a party to look forward to. I've been asking my friends. They really haven't hosted mine just yet. Yes. We've got some fans. Yay! We need to have the divorce festivals. Yeah. Then can you have, like, the the, the great thing about the marriages, you have, like, the hen party. So you have, like, the double party. But... No, just the one. Just the one. I'm being greedy, aren't I? Well, yes. you could, I guess, for each stage of the divorce, oh, you yes. can have a party. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You have, like, yeah. decree nice party. <laughs> Where you all dress up as judges or something. Nice, nice, yes. <laughs> no, nice eye. Nice um, eye. <laughs> <laughs> jokes. And, and, then, and then you could have the decree absolute where you only drink absolute Oh, vodka. yes, exactly. I'll get a sponsor for that one. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I think culture plays such a big role. Like, again, being smart. I wish I went through the angry stage when I was divorced. Like, I was supposed to, like, keep it calm, act like you don't give a shit. I wish I burnt his clothes or like mm. got a baseball bat and just bashed his car. I think that would have been good for me mentally. But because I was told not to be polite and not don't do it. <laughs> but I think, you, I think it's okay to go through that stage when you so let them know they really fucked you off. I but I wish I had that stage. Mm. I, I kind of missed out on that stage. I know um, my mum's friends, like my mum's in her 70s, and her friend said to me, have a smashing up party, as in go to a charity shop and buy all the crockery and take bats and go into a field with your to. girlfriends and just smash the shit out of crockery and having a smash up party. And I thought, that's great. That just yeah, 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 I fuck agree. shit up. And I yeah, think fuck that's, the shit up. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think that's really... <laughs> But then some stuff. Is this, this podcast? Is this being one of the podcasts? We're going to get around. She's not going to be podcast, but inciting it, violence. Why didn't I invite it's these women on my show? <laughs> it's going to a weird place, but I like it. Um, 
also I've never heard of this so you just buy loads of crockery buy loads second of crockery and yeah. smash it just smash it up with some bands oh Sam you've got so much things you need to do smashing oh my God. crockery I'm so up for it. divorce party you've got a lot of things you need to get I feel like we need to write some sort of book or pamphlet yes <laughs> <laughs> like when you're in doctor's surgery it's like are you going through this and they're just like some nice diagrams with some angry women and bats <laughs> Photos like, of us drunk smashing things. <laughs> um, I don't. I feel like that wouldn't incite anyone to go into a divorce. No. But when you've gone through it, you would want to smash stuff. I should ask, actually, of the people who were here, lovely socially distanced people. Um, there is one man who I feel like I keep making eye contact, and he looks like, "Why am I here?" <laughs> and he's with a woman, so I don't know if you're married and she's brought you along to be like, mm, <laughs> "This is what's going to be your future." Um, um, you know, and, it, and it's, it's important it's like to communicate. <laughs> but um, it, by a sort of raise of hand and any noise you would like that represents your feelings right now, um, raise your hand and make a noise if you're divorced. Okay, oh, okay, we've got wonderful. some good. Oh, um, divorced woman, high five! <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't come out. We don't usually like publicly come out to people, so it's, it's a big deal. I love it. Good thank you. Well, thank you for coming out to us. <laughs> um, and 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 raise your hand and make a noise if you're thinking about getting divorced. <laughs> okay, no one's gonna no, own up to no, that one. Right. The, the lady sitting next to the man did. Who's put thinking her about hand getting up. married? That's the next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is any, and is anyone? Ha- well, I won't say happily. Is anyone married? Make, put your hand up and make a noise. Oh, that's lovely. Hello. Oh. Hey. And that well was a done. sort of ooh noise. <laughs> hey. A bit like an alarm. Um, <laughs> we can only wish you luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that's nice, though. I think um, I, I've, I've uh, ignored everyone else who's not married or divorced. Because uh, anyone else who wants to raise their hand and make a noise just for fun? Yeah, okay, that's just my sister. So, <laughs> well done, Emily. Um, so, I think it's lovely that we've got some actual married people here. Yes, lovely. I th- I They're think very welcome is, as well. <laughs> I think this, is, this is so good, though. How healthy, I think, for a married couple. Like, lots of people get in touch with me who've listened to the podcast and they're like, I'm happily married, but I enjoy the podcast. And I've had to, like, create a little visual graphic that mm-hmm. says, I don't want to get divorced I just like the podcast <laughs> so they can show their other half but I think it's very healthy that you've come so I think we should we should give them some advice so what advice as divorced oh, people no. God. be nice would you give um, a married couple or someone thinking about getting married as we've been out the other end I'm going to hand this one to Layla she's, oh she's, she's, she's more experienced do you know what? I, I, and I say this to every... When my, when my friends were getting married, like, they always ask me. I'm like, you know I've been divorced for a while. I'm the last person you should ask this question to. But my thing is always, but you have to treat it like business. Like any business, any startups. If you're, you're an entrepreneur, exactly that's how you treat a marriage. It's like, like, do I like this? Every couple of weeks, do I like this person? Is it working out? What do we need to do to make it work? I mean, I ask the most random question like, what do you want from this? I escape men who I date. Like, I always ask that question. So I think it's important to always check. A check-in is important in any type of relationship. I think we forget that in, in a marriage because like, people get lost in this, like, oh, you know, fairy tale is all lovely and great, but actually you might have a bad day. It's like, do I still want... And, and especially for women, I think 
there's this, uh, there's a conditioning of if you're married, that's it. You don't talk about it ever again. But I think as a woman, you need to ask: Do I need to be in this? Do I have my needs in this marriage? So I think, and going to, if I can recommend one big thing, go into therapy straight away. <laughs> I'm telling you, my friends who are now in therapy tell me it's the best thing they've ever done for their marriage. It's good to go and check in with someone else because then you're going to sound like you're the crazy person the whole time. So it's nice to have someone else tell you you're crazy. So just have. A therapist treat it like business. I mean, I can't, because you know, we do that with our business, right? If we run a business, we check, mm. is it working? What do we need to do to make it better? I think marriage should be treated the exact same way and have a therapist to help you facilitate that conversation. I totally mm. agree. I think you should get a logo for your marriage. And schedule, <laughs> and, and schedule, and schedule sex. Yeah, schedule sex. Yes, I think spontaneous sex is overrated. Like, if it happens, great. Yeah. But we're busy people. This is know? what I'm saying. Get the admin get, sorted. Get, get yeah. scheduled. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm coming over next weekend. Just letting you know. I'm going to be around for 24 hours. So let's have a great time. Like, you need to schedule this shit in. Because, mm. you know, I, it's, it's, it's a, you know, a, a scheduled sex, therapist, but does that, and business. But does that take the fun out of it? I'm but not I think a fan it's of fun. Once you get going, it's, it's always you, fun. Like, it's, you know, like, you, hey, when hey, you're hey. sex, you just... Organised sex can still be fun. Yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> Like we're both pointing at this. No, 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 okay. <laughs> I like the sound of organised sex. <laughs> All the bits go in the right compartments. Yes, that's exactly how right. it works. Let me yeah. tell you, you need to tell some men that. It's like, yeah. make sure you move the right way. A, B, C, D. <laughs> um, I, I, I have a theory and I have an idea that we should um, have a marriage MOT every year. In that every year... High five. We're oh touching, God, we're touching. touching. Oh my God, stop touching each other. <laughs> All right, we'll Don't tell Boris Johnson that we but did this. I, I honestly, having been in a relationship for 22 years and at the end of it, um, I just thought, God, every year we just have to check in about what we want, what we need, um, are they okay, are you okay, um, all those sort of things. And, you know finances, all that sort of shit. And I, and I think that's so important. And just talk about the things that are hard because I think it's really easy in a marriage to just kind of sweep it, sweep it under the carpet and sort of just function rather than actually thrive. Um, so I think, I think that would be a really good thing. That's what I would say. And like go away for the weekend and just say all the stuff. And then, then schedule in the fucking and then that all have a lovely time. Yes. <laughs> But I think I think and I think it's okay to say things are broken or that you're not happy. But or also it's okay not to be married to that person for the rest of your life. I think there's this conditioning again. Oh, we've been married for sixty five years. It's like really? Like because we change over the years. If you I got married at my when I was eighteen, I'm a totally different woman now. I'm gonna be fourteen next month. So for me it's like I'm I'm a whole different person. So I could not be with my ex-husband right now. So it's okay to be with somebody at certain stages of your life. That's okay. I think I... Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. The round of applause. Um, I, I think I totally agree, especially about the therapist, which sound might sound crazy to newly married people, but um, I so think important. definitely if you can get into couples therapy because it's just going to make you communicate so much better and understand more about each other. And I never did that with my ex, but therapy on my own for myself since I've been divorced has been like incredible and I've learned so much about myself and and I know like a certain generation of people think oh no I'll just deal with my problems I shouldn't tell them to anyone else um but honestly like 
I can say, and everyone I think I've interviewed on the podcast who's been divorced has said that therapy helped them so much. And, you know, you can get it on the NHS if you can't afford it. Like, you can be referred by your GP. And I do think that's so important. And I would say to anyone who's married um, about divorce, um, sign a prenup. No, I'm joking. Um, Although I probably would do that next time. Um, No, I'd say... I'd say communication is so important and also sex is so important and I know it's like a prudish thing that we don't really like you know it's always the joke of like oh we're married so we don't have sex anymore ha <laughs> um, and everyone sort of nods along but that shouldn't that's so sad that that's the most common marriage joke and I do think sex in relationships is so important and also sex when you're divorced is so important well <laughs> people are like yes we, it yeah, we've been comparing notes uh, backstage, yes. uh, Layla and I. Um, yeah, I think I think that's completely true. And I think um, so. I'm in a comedy double act called Scummy Mummies, and a lot of our um, comedy is about about sort of the awkwardness and the, the the hardship of having children and being married. And I always used to do this joke saying we used to have sex once a year, or as we like to call it, annual sex. <laughs> Love a bit of annual. And then there would yeah. be people who put up their hand in the audience and say, no, I've got a tip. If you do it at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve, it counts for both years. So it's fine. There's your little hack. But it, but it, it just becomes, it's that weird sadness but truth is that, that you, you stop having sex because you're too tired and you're busy and you just fucking hate each other. So, you know, like it's, <laughs> they're the barriers that kind of, you know, well, come between you. also you know each other's, you know, especially I was only with my husband for, we were married for a year and a half, but we were together for eight years. But even in that time, like, you know their body so well and they know your body so well that it becomes just going through the motions, mm. like driving. I can't drive, but I imagine... <laughs> Like driving, just driving. just just a bit of this, just yeah, a, like, a bit oh, of staring go here the and there. Yeah. Oh, I've got to have sex with my husband. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think like keeping the excitement is a huge part of. Mm. But that's why scheduling it is so important. Actually, you have to plan it. <laughs> back, back to this again. Back to the diary. I cannot express that enough. Like yeah. pla- plan it because we are we are you know we, we and, and and women are now you know they have their own careers you know we're not like the usual typical wives who just waited for the husband to come home now we have our own lives so if you schedule three times a week pardon you know, <laughs> what Hello. three times a week yes please <laughs> that's a lot of work that's good on but one day schedule it yeah i think i think this whole schedule thing needs to be made more fun and like mm. try it please audience let us know when you yeah. schedule it You'll, you'll realise, actually, you've got something to look forward to on a Tuesday evening. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So I think Three times a week is incredible. I have, like, a cleaner fortnightly. <laughs> and I think that's quite a lot. <laughs> like, and, by the way, that was being, you know, it's, even if it's one week, just make sure you schedule it in. I think it's something yeah. to look forward to. Mm. You know, when you're even mad at him, you're like, you know what? I've got to fuck you next week. Like, yeah. tomorrow. We're going we're gonna to get it together in two days, yeah. you know? But at least you know you've got something to come back to. I think it's not planning. And I don't like these jokes about married couples. I mean, I was lucky. I, it's very rare with Somali families. I had very sensual parents who did not, like, they're humped around the house. That was not, that was not very common. We were sent to the park. Ah. We knew what that meant. 
So they sent and you to the park and went then they're to like, the, like, we sent to the, the park. Kitchen. And then, yeah, I sadly have caught my parents having sex a few times around the house. <laughs> uh, deeply traumatized by that stuff. But as an adult, I really appreciate now that, you know, my mum did say to me, she goes, what, you think we were married for 35 years because we were good friends? <laughs> you know? She goes, there's a lot of work, you know, he needs to be happy, I need to be happy, you know, and then she showed me, and my mum, by the way, was the big jilbab, but she had a box of lingeries. She goes, this is how I survived in this marriage. And I really appreciated that because she didn't make it sound like, oh yeah, you know, we got together, it was all lovely. No, she goes, there was a lot of work involved. Actually, when I got married, my mum bought me my lingerie because she said, this is how you're gonna survive in this marriage. But sex was something that was passed on to me that it was very important. And I think especially, if, and I keep coming back to women, I think it's women who get lost in relationships. It's the women who don't feel they're sexy enough. You know, we have the babies and the boobs are now sagging places that they shouldn't be. And you're like, shit, you know, <laughs> what happened to my hips? You know, so our, we question our bodies. So I think women need to make sure they are having sex for their own mental well-being more than anything else. Yeah, and I think um, I think it's interesting if we talk about sex post-divorce as well because there's obviously sex in a marriage where you're really used to someone and then you come out into the big wide world and I know I didn't feel confident, like I didn't feel sexy, I didn't think anyone would want to have sex with me and then I went on a little bit of a rampage. Um, a as you do. A, a consensual <laughs> rampage, but um, I was so excited that people people wanted to have sex with me um, (laughs) that I was like oh my god okay let's go Um, and and then I was brought up Roman Catholic so I think I had the and you know I'd just been married and been with one person for nearly a decade so I had this idea that I was being a slut during that period and that I should feel like shame about the fact that I wanted to have sex with people and you know enjoy pleasure um And it was something that I had to, like, get over my own prejudice within myself. Um, But it was very fun. I had a lot of orgasms, and I did have sex with a waiter on duty in the toilets in a private members club. Yes! Yes, Samantha! Thank you. Oh, Samantha, that should go on your pet, like... The, the the divorce club book. I thought yeah. how I you get going to say my pack lunch. Pack <laughs> 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 lunch too. Little note. But, but but that's the key word orgasm. And orgasm is not necessarily with a guy. There are toys, ladies, these days that you can literally. I I um so I started running. So I'm a psychotherapist. So I work with other therapists. And one of the conversations we have all the time is like, what do you do when you're going through a crisis? And recently we added masturbation and, fe- and pleasure. It's actually part of our mental well-being. It was never u- that language has never been used. It's like, okay, do you want to feel better? Make sure you go to a spa. I mean, you can't go during COVID, but it was drink lots of water. Do you have a vibrator at home? Masturbate like all day just to yeah. make yourself feel better. I love it. Drink lots of water and masturbate. Masturbate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Hydrate and masturbate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of people stay home for that. Yeah. Like, oh, oh my god, they they should have hired us as their advisors. I know. Because yeah. really. the, ca- the campaigns for the pandemic are changing all the time. Like at the moment, it's I can't like keep cats, up. face, face. <laughs> but I feel like stay home, hydrate, masturbate. Oh yes. my god, would well, that be so great? It's like an extension of eat out to help out. <laughs> But more practical. It is, yeah, absolutely. Oh, incredible. Yeah. So, Helen, Hello. obviously, we heard that you've 
had a lot of cock and you did a shimmy earlier yeah, about it, which you. I love. For the, for the viewers at home. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do, how has your post-divorce sexual life been? Well, especially because the first three months it was in lockdown. So um, I, you know, I got onto Tinder and things like that. And, and the only way I could meet men was online. So I'd be texting and sexting and phone sex. And um, the other thing, oh, what's it called? You know, like Zoom sex. So, and so, so on I, Zoom? Well, not on Zoom, but on, oh. on like WhatsApp Face video. Time, yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. So, and I was going to say, you have to pay for a certain version of Zoom that lasts for longer than yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was saying, so, so like Zoom sex is like the opposite of a Zoom meeting is that you only film the lower half of you, right? And it's, um, yeah, um, and, and people want to be there. Um, and you do it legitimately from your bedroom and, um, and it finishes when everyone comes. Um, so, you yeah, know, that's, that's lovely. Um, but yeah, so, so, so I sort of discovered all that um, sexual stuff because I, I really just wanted to have sex. There's something that happens to your brain when you become separated. And, and women don't talk about this enough is that suddenly something is turned on. It is that well, it's my vagina is turned on. That's what's turned on. Not something. That's, that's happily divorced. That's yeah. yeah. But, but, it, but, but, but I didn't have that thing where I was going out getting pissed with my friends or, you know, I was just trying to ne- negotiate, ne- navigate all these feelings at home. Um, but then when I was allowed to go out, yeah on the rampage. I'd, I got my roster sorted out. It's like I'd lined them all up. But but again, I, I hadn't I'd been with the same man for twenty two years and and um had, hadn't felt desired. He didn't he didn't express that especially in the last few years. Um so just having someone say you're sexy and you're beautiful was it was a, was a lovely thing, and I really enjoyed that. So yeah, so I've had um, a few one night stands. I had like the kids went away for a couple of weeks, and then I was like, right, line them up. And so, <laughs> with an Excel sheet. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> and that was great. And I am no, I am in no hurry to be in a relationship. And I'm really. And there was one night when. The guy could only come over for three hours, and I was like, right. And, and, and this is this liberating thing, which I didn't know about 22 years ago when I started dating, is that, that people say, this is what I want, this is what I'm into, and you say, this is what I like. And it's all sort of very upfront and really kind of exciting. And then you, you go into these one-night stands or these um, you know, encounters sort of feeling you know, okay about it. I don't know what it's like for you guys. But like, it, 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 and, and that's how it should be. You, you can talk you know, really openly and comfortably about sex and that's all right. Yeah. I, do, I sort of like it when I realised that it could be like a business transaction. Yes. <laughs> like they go, I'm bringing this to the table. <laughs> and, and smack it on negotiate. the table. And then <laughs> you go, I'm bringing this to the table, this is what I like. And then you both agree to your, it's like a divorce, you both agree yeah. to your terms Yes. and then you have a lovely time and then you can just send them on their way. Yeah. I yeah. think when I realised that no one had to sleep next to me in my bed mm. after Isn't that amazing? I have sex with them it's great. was yeah. like a revelation. Yeah. And not in a mean way. I'm not like, get Ow. in, get out, go. <laughs> but like... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a cuddler. I like cuddling and hugging, and, but I do like a few days to myself. Yeah. I think it's important, especially during PMSing. Like, don't come near me. I don't want any guy. I want to have cheese balls in bed with my ripped pajamas and just don't want to be judged. <laughs> and yeah. also, like, you can have a lovely time. You can go out on a date and then have sex, have a lovely time together. You don't have to, like, do the awkward sleepover and then get up in the morning. Like, mm. should we have sex again or should we have breakfast or should I make Unless you, you, you have that coffee? discussion well ahead. I'm panicked. Yeah. 
I, I had that. It's all about the planning. If I you schedule the... morning sex, come on, that's one of the best. You've got to wash your teeth first, please. Brush. Yeah. Brush them. You sneak out very early. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you write that guide. <laughs> what? I'll help you write the guide. The guide, yeah. yes. No, I had, the scheduling. I had a one-night stand, and I wasn't expecting to stay over. And uh, so I was in my nighttime gear, right? So I had like a glitter bomber jacket and my high heels and my, my jumpsuit. And then <laughs> I had to do kind of like the walk of shame to come home. But it was about... <laughs> 10 a.m. in the yeah. morning, and then that I would bumped into like yeah. moms with their kids going out for the day, going, Hi, Helen, or like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you coming back from the city while we're going to the Natural History Museum? <laughs> uh, don't look at me. <laughs> I knew exactly what I'd been doing, exactly, yeah, with my glitter. They were probably jealous. Probably. So we, we've talked a bit about the sex side of things, yeah, which I we? enjoyed. Um, and what about the mental health side of things? So I have anxiety generally, and, and I feel like I had a lot of anxiety in the end, at the end of my marriage all wrapped up with, is this okay? Should we end it? Oh, my God, what's going on? Um, and my, my end of my marriage was we call amicable in that we both sat down and went, mm, I think we should break up. And we sort of agreed together. So I think it was weird for me mental health wise, because I felt like I couldn't be angry because there was nothing, there wasn't like an event that I could be angry at or something that he'd done that I could be angry at or sad about because it had also been my decision. And it was a real whirlwind of emotion for me at that time because I, you know, I was angry and and it took me a long time to then get that out and I was really sad and I was also really happy because I was free and and sometimes there's just so much emotion you don't know what to do with it and as a person with anxiety I think that came out of, of me in very strange ways so did you feel is there anything particularly you felt at that time and what was useful for you to get through that or to help you um oh yeah um I I started seeing a psychotherapist pretty much straight away because I knew I needed that and also I didn't have that physical comfort I had like this weird need to be hugged and things like that which I couldn't and and didn't get for three months um and I spoke to lots of friends who'd been through it and also it's it's a weird door that opens that like a friend will say oh I know a friend who's gone exactly through what you've gone through and they'll and it's sort of like this special club isn't it they say I'm going to talk to you for an hour because I'm going to tell you how I survived so you you're in this amazing kind of support group and um I I'm I'm a giver when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I like giving people like lasagnas and I'm a carer and I'm a happy person. Um, so for the first time, I feel like in my whole life I had to accept help and I found that the hardest thing absolutely hard because I just wanted to cope I'm I'm a comedian and I'm positive and I'm sunny and I'm always a glass half full sort of person and I was like it's okay this is you know it's a gift that he's given me really it is um I you know I've got this whole new opportunity and I kept making it sunny I kept making it positive and you know I had my children with me and I did make it positive and sunny for them um but the best advice was a friend of mine who's a psychologist said um it's okay to be angry and that was the hardest thing. The hardest thing was just to be, um, just because I, I, I think I didn't want to be angry. I think that was the hardest thing to sort of face, going, this fucking awful thing has just happened to me. I didn't do anything. Uh, you know, my marriage is over. I didn't want it to be over. Um, but this is the situation I'm in. And, and then I, I think it took me a couple of months just to go, I hate him. I really fucking hate him. I, I hate what he's done to me. I hate the situation I'm in and, and that's okay. So that's, that would be the advice to kind of just own those feelings and not try and paper it over because I think that's as women we're told to do that. Make it nice. Just make it nice. You know, tidy up, tidy the edges, make, make, everyone, make other people feel comfortable about your situation because I think, that's, I think that's often you don't want other people to feel bad for you. Going, I'm, I'm coping. I'm coping. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Um, but yeah, just own, own the shittiness of it. Own the hell and, and know that it's going to end eventually with lots of cock. <laughs> 
and good times. comes back to the yeah, cock. Yeah. Um, did you do anything in particular to let that anger out? Because I bought a inflatable um, punch bag and professional punching gloves <laughs> during lockdown. Wow. As an attempt to, mm. and I sort of did it in my garden and I wore like a bikini top and shorts. So I felt like I was in the OC and was like... <laughs> punching this punching bag and it actually really helped mm. inflatable punching bags are great did you have anything like that <laughs> no I, I but recently i've got into weightlifting and that has been the most kick-ass badass thing i've ever done and i go to an Owens gym and i lift really heavy weights and i sweat and and every week i get stronger and that again i would say to people is a great way to feel get the anger out and i i talk about how much i hate him and she's like put on another five kilos on the end of the thing i'm like <laughs> Yes, fuck it, yes. I'm going to lift this. And like the anger makes you strong and powerful. It's absolutely amazing. So yeah, just lifting heavy shit but, is uh, great. My, my experience was I wasn't even allowed to be angry. Like by the women around me, it was like, don't show them. Don't show you're angry. Like move on, get married to another guy. I mean, literally that was, but that's what I was saying earlier. I wish I did have that space to be angry. I can burn shit, you know, like burn his clothes or smash up his car. I think that's needed. I think it's important to actually express it because in terms of your mental health, when you suppress feelings, what it does, it only eats you up. And I think that's what happened to me. And, and also there's a shame. But what happened to me specifically, all my married friends dumped me because the fear was I was going to steal their husbands now. So there was like, you are literally dropped from every social events. And I was t- 21, 22, so I was still quite young. I married at 18, I was married five years. Leave him, and it was all of a sudden, it was like being a teenager again, being left by your friends. So that really scarred me for a while. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to have any intimate relationship with women for a very long time, because it was, the idea of being divorced meant I got dumped, because I was seen as threatening now to their husbands. So yeah, it does. But the idea of being angry is never facilitated. So when now when my friends go, when they get divorced, I'm always like, okay then, let's bring the baseball bat up because I know you're fucking pissed right now. Maybe yeah. I need to go to that shop and buy um, Yes, buy dishes. all the crockery. Yes. Crockery, I need to get crockery next. <laughs> we should have that like, you know, like yeah. the soft play centers for children. Yeah, we need women. hard play centers oh God, for women. Like just fucking hard services <laughs> and smashing things. <laughs> Yeah, and a cafe. Yeah, that sounds dreamy. Yeah. Like that funhouse program that yeah. used to be on. I want that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it's a knockout or something for angry women. It's wonderful. Because I think it's interesting, Layla, that you said that loads of your friends dumped you. And I think from some of the people I've spoken to on the podcast, there has definitely been a similar thing of people have lost friends over divorce, and also that people and I've definitely felt this that that women I know who are in relationships start acting differently towards me because they think I'm a threat to their relationship and I mean I've said it before but when you get divorced you're like I've just got rid of one (laughs) I don't want another one exactly (laughs) like like, I literally don't don't want to look at your other half like (laughs) I just want to be on my own and have a nice time and when I got divorced I was working on Magic Mike Live um, in the West End so I was surrounded by um, lots of uh, very lovely and also very toned um, semi-naked men and Channing Tatum um, 
and and I remember it, it's kind of uh, I wanted to talk about divorce cliches with you guys because I think it is that divorce cliche of I'm going to wear leopard print I'm going to go out and get drunk and I just want to be around beautiful men um, so everyone was saying to me oh my god you're living the dream like your job is like perfect as a divorce woman but in reality I just wanted to be at home with like some ice cream dairy free because otherwise I fart dairy free ice cream <laughs> and like my friends and like close women and and you know my male friends as well but like not be in a sexy environment because I did not feel sexy at all and um although I do think the leopard print cliche is valid because I feel like I've been waiting my whole life and storing up leopard print clothing for this time (laughs) and I'm I'm so ready um do you did you have any divorce cliches in your head that you felt like you didn't want to live up to or actually you realized weren't a cliche they were very real (laughs) yeah because there are so many isn't there um uh I I think I think because it was during the pandemic I wasn't I wasn't in society and it's 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 the head tilt I think is the biggest cliche oh yeah and I don't know um, there's mm. other Dorsey's in the in the audience is that the first time you see people because I like I would text people saying like this is what happened or I did a Facebook update and they see you and they go oh yeah, <laughs> no. oh boy Aww. that head tilt <laughs> but that's where the anger comes yeah. from <laughs> And 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 um, yeah, and I think I think those, and I think owning it is great. Going, I'm going to be okay. Look, it is shit. I'm I am I'm drinking a lot. I'm I took up smoking, which is a great idea. Um, you know, all, all the cliches, all the things for you. Yes, <laughs> you know, the the fag out the mouth in the back garden. In in, in my, I had a smoking jacket, as in like a. <laughs> A cheap jacket from Primark that smelt like fags. Obviously, I really hid it well from the kids uh, that I put on and then smoke it and then go back back in the house. But, yeah, I think that was the biggest cliche is that everyone sort of felt sorry for me because, you know, he left sort of thing. And I, that's what I wanted to kind of flip is that, like, no, I'm, I'm all right. I'm doing okay. And it's, um, yeah, so I think that's that was my main sort of thing. Because it is, it, it is that British thing is that everyone just feels awkward because it's bad news, isn't it? It's like marriage is a success, divorce is failure. But it feels yeah. like the other, right but now that, it feels like the other way around. That's why we need around. to have divorce parties so we can yeah. get rid of that whole it's failure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so interesting. Like a couple of friends of mine got engaged recently, and obviously everyone's saying congratulations. And then, and I remember people getting engaged at the time I was getting divorced, and then being like, "Oh my god, congrats!" And then going to me, "I'm so sorry. How are you?" <laughs> and it's like, and, and I do think that's a weird phenomenon because we congratulate people on someone else asking them to you know someone else asking them to get married but they've been together for a long time i feel like we should congratulate them when they say they love each other for the first time or something and then when you get divorced which is like a new chapter in your life which is actually really exciting like so many cool things have happened to me and in my life since i got divorced and i feel like i know myself better and and i can actually say i'm pleased i'm getting divorced um but, no, but everyone automatically gives you commiserations. And you, you but then I felt like I, <laughs> I, I had to combat that with extra enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, don't be, I'm fine. I'm doing really well. I'm doing yoga, like, great. Um, like too much. Um, but 
what do you say to those people who have you found a good reply to oh oh my god I'm so sorry oh no usually I just say I'm having a great time I'm having lots of sex and then they go (laughs) (laughs) and then then (laughs) (laughs) no what happens to me I, I actually stop going to family weddings now because my ovaries are always up for up for a discussion in the middle of like dining so Leila, you only have so the head tilt for me is not the divorce it's the fact that I have a daughter I don't have a son oh. you're divorced I'm like yes and they're like you have a one child because some others we have like nine eleven kids like the person with the minimum child is like five like that's like she tried you know she only has five <laughs> she tried it five and when I say they're like you only have one and I'm like yes and they're like it's the daughter they're like you only have a daughter <laughs> it's like I'm like, yeah. And I, t- I've, I literally picked up people's head tilts and turned it around. I was like, no, it's fine. I'm good. Like, it's, it's great. Like, I'm fine. But it's the fact that it's, it's okay to talk about my ovaries at yeah, a wedding. Yeah, that's public property, isn't it? Like, yeah. literally just shows this part of my body doesn't even belong to me. It literally belongs to my family. If I'm not producing children, then I'm not coming up to their standards. I remember actually when... Uh, I presented this documentary for Channel 4. We were BAFTA nominated. Yay! Yeah, they didn't give a shit. It was like, do you have a husband? Was like the next question. <laughs> Why are you going to do this without a husband? Was like from my auntie. It was like, oh, come on. Like, give me, like, be excited for me. You know, I'm going to the BAFTAs. You know, but it was literally everything, everything came back to this part of my body. If it's not, if I'm not making children and it doesn't belong to a man like that's so for my own mental well-being I actually stopped going to these because my daughter was watching these conversations I thought maybe this is not a healthy situation to be in but it's because I'm divorced and 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 also we have this um being eligible for a guy so if you reach a certain age now I'm like eligible for widowed men <laughs> I was like you know so and so is widowed now like I get that a lot <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like, what about the 25 year old Somali guy you know yeah. <laughs> No, it's like, no, his so-and-so is now widowed. Do you want to be his wife? Like, literally, I'm now, I've, I've lost the opportunity to marry other Somali guys. I'm only eligible for the widowed guy who's, like, mm. 60. Like, it's that, yeah. Lovely. Very tempting. Schedule that in. Yeah, well, yeah I'll nice. schedule that in. <laughs> I still have options. <laughs> I still have options. Awesome. Yeah, you yeah. do. Um, I think that's, um, that's really interesting about other people discussing your own Literally, reason. Yeah. And, and obviously both of you had children from your marriages and I don't have any children from my marriage. And it's not a decision I've made like that I don't want children. And it was something that we did discuss in the marriage. And I think it'd be interesting to hear from both of you how you coped with divorce and having children. And I think from my perspective, um, it, it is something people always say to me, oh, you're divorced, do you have any children? And I say no, and they're like, oh, it'll be fine then. Um, and and I obviously understand that having children has its whole other world of, of things that come with it. But I, I do think it, I, uh, when you're getting divorced at that age where you're still fertile um, or people still believe that you're fertile, you know, you're in that um, age window as a woman, it it is up for discussion with other people and and also the fact that you've shared this marriage with someone and children haven't come out of it and maybe you're still considering having children and that means your window is getting smaller and if you're going to meet someone else you know that you feel the clock ticking i think it it is a really 
interesting area to be in because people feel I feel that people feel sort of extra sorry for me because I wasted some of my window um, with your good with not years having, Sam your yeah, good years my ovaries are deteriorating <laughs> um, and and you know I it's not something that I feel sad about that mm. I missed out on in my marriage at all and and obviously now I I don't think it would have been right for us to have a child together and it's not something that I've ruled out for the future but I guess it's not something at the forefront of my mind but I do think the whole children in divorce um subject is a very interesting one because I know you have two children and your little girl's quite old she's 18 yeah I have an adult at home now yeah but you Helen how have you dealt with it because obviously it's very raw still six months in yeah so they're they're nine and eleven um so yeah they they had to deal with a lot because you know two weeks before lockdown um you know, we sat them down and said we were separating and then then they couldn't see their friends and we were doing homeschooling. I say homeschooling, we weren't. Um, yeah, we, <laughs> that's what we told the teachers. Um, so, so they had two massive life changes all at once. But do you know what was the best thing? Was actually getting separated in lockdown because I just sat with my children on the sofa and I was available for them 24 hours. And if they needed a cuddle or if we just had to watch... All, all of Disney Plus, if we had to watch all of the things and if we just ate biscuits all day, that's what we did. And it was, it was very healing. It was a really beautiful time because we just reestablished ourselves as a family of three. And, and, and I just remember we've got a, a lovely woods across the road from our house. And I just remember my son turning to me and he said, I'm really glad lockdown happened because this has been the happiest time of my life. And it was, it, was, it was a really beautiful moment that we just had all the time that we needed because I'm a comedian and last year I did 105 live shows. So that was 105 nights I wasn't at home with my children. And it was, it was a weird gift that um, when they needed me most, I was there whenever they, whenever they you know, <laughs> probably whenever they needed an iPad or a biscuit. Um, <laughs> so, so I think, I think that, was, that was good because I just thought, God, if I did it the year before and then I was suddenly you know, in Norwich for three nights or whatever doing a show, I think I would have felt fucking awful. And I think, yeah, so that, that for me has been great. And now, um, yeah, and I think, again, it was sort of a guess. Again, it was hard, but also we we could talk about feelings all the time. So that was really good. And they're with me five days a week and they're with their dad two days a week. So that's so that I, that I like that balance because I have them. <laughs> I have them more of the time. And he's allergic to cats, so I got two kittens. Um, so, um, and that's what we did when we, when we sat perfect. down. I love when it. When we sat down to say, mummy and daddy are getting divorced. And then and I said, and mummy's getting your kittens. We're like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck you in a nice way. Yeah, it's like, great, yeah. I love that, that, that your children are such a positive, and when we spoke on your episode of the podcast, your children are such a positive thing in your divorce experience. And yeah. it sounds like, you know, you all really been a unit and helped each other through, which I think is so yeah, nice. and it's great. And, and um, yeah, I, I, I just have loved that time um, for us to kind of reestablish ourselves. And, and um, yeah, and I, I um, yeah, I think it's been really lovely that, I've barely worked. I, I'm in a double act, and I think Ellie did about 90% of the work for those first three months. She just carried 
did it all. Um, but yeah, I think I think that was really good. So yeah, I don't know how I would have coped with it, it doing normal time, but that was really good. So yeah. I, that's what I would suggest: to sit in your pajamas for about three months with your children eating biscuits. That's lovely. That's it. Yeah, great. Okay. Yeah. And Layla, you have an adult now, but obviously you were divorced quite a long time ago. So you were part of her kind of growing up. Well, I. So the day I decided to leave him, next morning I found I was pregnant. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'm stuck with him now. Like, I remember literally having that. <laughs> you know how when you get pregnant, you're like, woohoo, I'm pregnant. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm stuck with him. Like, that was my actual initial. But actually, she is the catalyst of why I actually left that relationship. Because it was, the relationship was already toxic, like, from day one. So I knew I could not bring her up in that environment. I had a very amazing dad who knew this was a toxic relationship that helped me get out of that situation. But my daughter, so he was so angry about the divorce that he didn't want to be involved. It was like he was way rebelling. Luckily, I had great in-laws who were part of her life from day one, maintained that relationship. She only got to know her dad only three, four years ago. And she spent with him for the first time, I think only two, three years ago on a holiday. She got to know him. And do you want to hear the first thing she said to me? She came back to the hotel and she said, Mom, I love you, but what the fuck were you thinking? How the fuck did you end up with him? Like, and I said, I'm sorry. I was a lost teenager. Like, that was the only way. I said, don't, don't make that mistake. Because she literally could not believe. Because he is, like, very conservative. And I didn't, that's not how she was brought up. You know, she's, she's a very proud Somali young woman. Very British. You know, she was definitely brought up. <laughs> she, was, she literally said, I know he's my dad, but what the fuck were you thinking? She goes, how the hell did you end up with this guy? And I said, well, you know, I was a lost teenager. And I was very honest. I said, I was, I was somebody who didn't like myself. And so I ended up with him. And we could have an honest conversation. I mean, now they have a very good relationship, um, which she played a big role in it, actually. She, was, she didn't want to hide who she was. She didn't want to pretend, you know, she, he had to, I mean, he loved her. I knew he was loved her, but it was, it was um, something that she, she played a massive role. In what, and, we, and him and I now have a much better relationship. It's difficult at times. He really does piss me off. I do sense one of the most epic voice notes on WhatsApp. And that's what's so great about WhatsApp. You go, fucking, yeah, like literally. Um, and, she, and I do that with her permission. Can I, can I cuss him out tonight? And she goes, yeah, go ahead. Like I do it with her permission. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a challenge because I never wanted to use my child to attack him. I never wanted to do it. And a lot, of pa- a lot of divorced parents do that. I really cannot. Please don't do that. Because what you're doing is you're hurting your child. I loved her so much that I couldn't be mad at him. Because no matter how terrible your partner is, that child still loves that person, regardless. And they are half of that person. Absolutely. And so you cannot, yeah. you can't, literally, it's so, it's heartbreaking when I see people going through divorces and when their child is used as a weapon. And I loved her so much, I, could, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I even got her one of those in the early 2000s, like BT was doing this good deal where you can call different countries around the world for a certain prize. I'm like, there you go, here's a phone. Because he lived in the US. I go, this is where your dad lives. You can call him, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to make sure, I never wanted her to think for one second, I wanted to get in the way of that relationship. And now as an adult, she would say to me, I really appreciate that. I appreciate that you never got in the way of that relationship. So she can come up to that decision for herself. I don't have to do that. So I think it's important because you can, it hurts the child. And I've seen that happen over and over again. So I, and I really, I, I, I commend my parents who said to me, do not put her in the middle of this. Because, you know, you are pissed off when you, get, when you go through a divorce and cheating was involved. And like, you just want to fuck them up. 
But my mom was like, there's a baby here. You have to focus on this one now. And actually, she made me be a bit sane, I have to say. Yeah. It's I, not fun co-parenting. I would <laughs> for everybody. recommend cats because <laughs> I can 100% put my cat in the middle and be like, your daddy isn't very nice. <laughs> and she doesn't mind. Um, so uh, we don't have long left. I wanted to open it up for questions. If any of you have any, that would be lovely. And then we've got a little game to play. Oh, a game, a game. Um, so I think we've got a question here. There's, right, so there are rules here, people. Um, so please keep your mask on whilst asking the question. And please don't touch the microphone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Have fun. Yes. Well, today. I had to be very clear. Oh, so someone down here. Down lady, the, front, the lovely lady the in the spots. Here. Yeah. Hello. Um, you very beautifully leaned into that <laughs> microphone and not touched it in any way. Thank you very much. Um, I've got a number of friends who were together for quite a long period of time with their partners. And then they got married and it ended very quickly. Um, and I'm just wondering whether for some people, like something changes mentally at that point. Do they stop checking in? Um, just wonder what your thoughts were. Yeah, so people that's people being together for a very long time and then getting married and it ends quite quickly, which is me. Um, <laughs> and, and does something change in your mind when you get married and does... But you- I think, I think those people have always known they shouldn't be with that person. I knew that they was getting married. I shouldn't have been in that marriage, but I just didn't have the guts to say it. Like, I remember being at the hairdresser getting my hair done. I'm like, I really should not get married. I know I should have. Like, but I still did it. So I, they kind of always know by the time they come to that decision, it's like, it's done. Like, I don't think someone just makes that decision, like, within a day. I think you know it's been coming for a while. And also, I think it, a lot of it comes down to self-esteem. And there's there's two things. It's like, will anyone else love me? And I I want to be married. I want to be a wife. And and I think, you know, that is a huge pressure that we put on ourselves. Is that like, um, I want to say that I'm loved. I want, you know, the symbol of marriage is that someone else wants me, so that therefore I'm valued. Therefore I've got this status. So I think you 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 are very good at ignoring the little niggly things like, oh, I'll, I'll put up with that, I'll put up with that, I'll put up with that, that's okay, that's okay. And then when you get out of it, you go, fuck, I was really sad. I was really miserable, that was really shit. And like your scale, you you actually have a, a much more sort of honest conversation with yourself about what you what you want. So I think I think I think there's so many there's so much of um, you know, when you've got low self esteem, you will put up with shit because you just don't want to face the other side. I mean, I would actually disagree with Layla in my own experience because I would say that on my wedding day, I absolutely fully wanted to marry my husband-to-be and I was very happy and thought everything was going to be beautiful. And I think I definitely looked... I We were quite obsessively in love and I definitely overlooked a lot of red flags, but I was fully convinced, you know, on that day I had no second thoughts and... I was like, this is the happiest day of my life. Um, I think what changed for me, rather than the marriage, was my dad dying and losing a parent and then going through counselling for my grief, which then, you know, stirred up so much 
about other elements of my life and I learned a lot about myself and I've kind of I kind of that grief helped me move forward quite a few strides maybe more than he had moved forward with getting to know himself and I think it was that process that actually made me realize where I was and and what I wanted and what I needed so I'm a bit of a strange one, but I don't think it was the marriage. But I think for some people, I definitely felt, and I know other people have spoken about this on on the podcast, that you're up until the marriage everything's an upward trajectory so it's all like exciting and you meet for the first time and you like them and then you have sex for the first time and then you talk about moving in together and then you find someone you move in together and then you meet, you meet the parents maybe before you move in together and it, you know but it's all these little things and then you're like oh they might propose when will they propose go on your first holiday then they propose and it's all leading up to we're gonna get married and we're gonna buy a house and we're gonna have a family um, um, you know, and whether you actually want those things or not, because I don't think I actually ever wanted those things, but I thought that that's what you did in life. Um, and then you get married, and I and we bought a house, and we were talking about having children, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is what I was supposed to want. Like, this is it now. And y- there's no more do this next, do this next. Um, and then you actually have to live the thing that you thought you wanted. And so I think sometimes that can be the switch for people to go, mm, maybe not. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Any other, does that answer your question? Any other questions? Does anyone want to marry anyone on the panel? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and now we'll auction off Helen and Layla. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, oh there the is back. someone. Yeah. There we go. It's a statement. More of a statement. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to just, state just, as much just. as you like. Um, no, I just wanted to say as a perpetually single person on the other side of the coin, I find that really, it's, it's really good to hear because I think we all, societally as a system, we're always looking for towards marriage and babies and that's the only thing there is and even if it's not that explicit it that is what you're working towards and I grapple with that daily and actually hearing that from you saying when you sit with it and that's you've achieved it and then you go oh what's left or is this is this is this the pinnacle is this it that thank you it was very um it was good to hear it was really um yeah, it's great to hear. Thank you. I'm so glad. And I think that is so true. I think we've got one more question. But but I, I would say a friend of mine said, oh, my God, I'm, I'm getting older and I haven't got married and I don't have a house and I don't have any children. And I said to her really honestly, like, those were all the things I thought I wanted. And then I got there and I was like, oh, my God, I don't want any of these things. And then it was like I had to think actually what do I want just for me as a human and sort of start again now I'd got that stuff out of the way so yeah absolutely thank you for that I think we've got a question my my question is would any of you ever get married again Deborah Crops's wife from the guilty feminist I'm not against marriage I think I think I actually like to be in a committed relationship where I'm having fun and we can have organized sex and all that fun stuff <laughs> and go to therapy but it, it has to be both I think I, I, I guess I'm not into the like the your usual relationship I think 
way. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but for me, it's, yeah. I think they'd have to be pretty fucking special for me yeah. to do it all again. I think I, you know, I think I compromised so much and I realized um, that, you know, I, I've, overlook so many faults and things like that I think that would have to be amazing for me to want to, yeah, yeah. to the give. question is what do you want it's my favourite question yeah. on the first date what do you want from this please <laughs> let's talk about it because like, ah. now it doesn't feel like I'm adding anything now it feels like if I got married again it would be taking away things like my freedom and my I like being in my house by myself and all that sort of stuff so it feels like a massive it would be a compromise again but if I ever got married again we have to live in two separate homes that's the only oh, way we're going to so survive yes, of course yeah like Helen we and Bonham Carter and Tim Burton I think it's overrated sleeping with somebody 24 hours like every night like I, it's not for me those of you who do it well done I couldn't do it no I couldn't do it <laughs> well, I would 100% get married several more times. Um, <laughs> because I think, honestly, a wed- if none of you have ever got married, um, your wedding day is so fun. It's like all the people you love in a room looking at you. I mean, I am an actor and comedian, so I do love that. But all, um, all the people like celebrating you doesn't matter about your other half mainly you and you get to wear a really lovely dress and have some lovely food and have a really nice time so I think weddings are the best so mm. maybe I just have lots of weddings rather than full marriages there um, you go yeah but I would genuinely consider getting a prenup next time and I know that's that's like not romantic but I just think that's a very the smart finances thing to do. That's, that's a shitty shitty you shitty to do that. yeah and if so if you can put any protection on that when you're both kind of being sensible mm. and be, be, you know be fair about it I, I would definitely do that mm. um, well thank you for your questions I think just before we end I've written some I've, I've come up with a little game that we yeah, can yeah. end on Excellent. So, um, it's basically would you rather but I've renamed it I do and I do not Hey, hey, you know, weddings, get it? I've seen, so, yep. um, so there's an A and a B, and um, I'll ask our lovely panel, and then we can do a hands raised in the audience as well. So would you, would you, I do, or I do not, A, get divorced, tattooed on your forehead, or B, be a handmaid in the handmaid's tail? Helen. Oh. Definitely tattoo on the forehead. Tattoo the forehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Own it. Tattoo the forehead. Yeah, yeah. 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 Own it. Tattoo the forehead. Yeah, yeah. Just be honest about it. Audience, hands up for tattoo on the forehead. Oh, yes, full. Okay. Oh, not everyone. Okay. And B, hands up for being a handmaid in the handmaid's tail. No. No. <laughs> no. Just Deborah Frost's white shouting no. Um, good, good. <laughs> Um, okay, let's let's go for a, l- a little bit, maybe more fun one. Um, I do, I do not. A, cook dinner for your ex every day, even though you've broken up. Or B, give them a blowjob once. Oh, to torture him, cook for him every day. I wouldn't give, I wouldn't give the blowjob like that. No way. No, I, I'd, I'd do the blowjob. Just no, get it done. No, get I'm it not done. Doing a blowjob. Get no. it done. I'd do the blowjob too. No. Yeah. <laughs> Audience. <laughs> Obviously, no one would be forced to do a blowjob in this situation. <laughs> you, you would have it's to consent, and yes. they would have to consent to the yeah. blowjob. But I, I yeah, I do the blowjob. Yeah. Get, yeah, get it done. I like that. Get it done. Also, I'm an awful cook. Oh, my God. You said you're awful at blowjobs. <laughs> I'm awful at blowjobs. Um, <laughs> 
So I was going to say it, and I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to say this. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to think of a good one to end on. This is Some of these are awful. I can't believe I wrote these. <laughs> should, we go, should we do an awful one? Yeah, go on. Go on, Samantha. <laughs> oh, God. I do. I do not. A, kick a dog. What? Kick a dog. Kick a dog. Kick a dog. Or B, remarry your ex. <gasps> That's me. I told you it was awful. Oh, no. I can't kick it. So if I oh. kick the dog... Just a little bit. <laughs> you can't, obviously, you can't do it a little oh, bit. Oh, that's not no, that's, that's not nice. why, because it's hard. That's so hard. That's harsh and mean. I can't kick a dog. How long would the wedding take place? Like, you know, you would have to do the full wedding. Is there a door I can exit after we get married? Oh, God. <laughs> can't kick a dog. I know. <laughs> what, what that's why it's mean. So hard. Ask oh. us a more fun question. That's mean. <laughs> I told you it was awful. And you were like, yeah, that's do an mean. awful one. I didn't think it was a kick in a dog. <laughs> <laughs> what? Give the dog a blowjob. That's not part of the option. Give a blowjob. Give the dog. Give the dog a blowjob. That's illegal. See, I will give a blowjob at that point. Kick a dog or blowjob. I'll give a blowjob. Okay. Yeah. Should we move on from that one? Yeah. <laughs> Erase that from my memory. I bet loads of these are really. You know, bad. after this podcast, no one's going to marry us. Okay. <laughs> would, you, marry us. would you rather attend your ex's wedding on your own, so to their new wife, or go on the hen do of their new wife? It considering hen-do. your other hen-do. halves are heterosexual. I'll go to the, the hen do. I'll go definitely to the hen do. Hen-do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's the strategy you should always have. I'd Befriend go to the, wedding, the other woman. I think. You'd go, I wouldn't want to be near the other person, whether it's a man or woman, and all their close friends when they're drunk. Imagine what they could say. I'd go to the wedding. I and reckon just they'd be, be more afraid of what you would say. That's yeah. what I think you're in the power play. You've got hand in yeah. that situation. So Helen, the hand you in a position where the wedding might not even happen, just saying. So, yeah. Helen, you'd, I do go, go yeah. to the hand do. Yeah. Hand do. Layla, go I to do hand do. I, yeah. I do wedding. In the audience, hands up for I do hand do. Oh, okay, oh, lots of people. Oh, this is like Brexit. Well, someone's very excited about that option. Hands up, I do wedding. Yay, okay. And, and we're going to end with one final lovely one as we've ended our time. Well, let's um, see until you say it. I do, I do not. A, I'm glad I'm divorced. B, I'm not glad I'm divorced. A. I am. A. I'm I glad do. I'm happily divorced. Yeah. So happy. We're happy we're divorced. Thank you so much, my brilliant panel. <laughs> Thank you. Um, can you just tell everyone where they can follow you on social media before we leave? Okay, I'm uh, at Scummy Mummies, and we have a podcast, and we're doing live shows currently. <laughs> Thanks, Boris. And uh, yes, and yeah, do follow me. Um, I also have a body positivity uh, account called Helen Wears a Size 18, and I have a podcast called Fat Lot of Good. Oh my God, come on, Layla. Such a show off. Uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Layla Hussein. That's it. And currently, so during lockdown and COVID, as you know, it's mainly killed black and ethnic minority groups, specifically since Black Lives Matter. Uh, black women have been left behind, as you can see the, with the Brianna Taylor case. The neighbours got the neighbours got um, 
justice and she didn't. So we have been very vocal about black women being left behind. We started uh, a space called Safe Space for Black Women and we actually started a fundraiser yesterday. We hired many psych psychotherapists to support. We have many women who log into these schools every week now. We have three, we run three sessions a week and women are logging in, but we need to keep we need to get, keep the space going. So if you go on my page, on, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, if you can share, you don't, if, even if, uh, this is, it's so difficult to ask for people during lockdown for money because people have lost, you know, their jobs. But if you can just share that page with others, because this space is so needed even more now than ever. I'm so grateful I even came to this session today because it felt so nice just to talk about something else and not talk about black people dying or being killed so yeah so if you can do that what a great way to end this session now <laughs> definitely definitely how, support how that <laughs> yes, and, and please follow the London Podcast Festival and thank you to Deborah Francis White and the Girls of Feminists for being on their special day and I will be selling books outside yay if anyone wants one silly comedy poetry books and um, please do tweet about the Divorce Club and listen and tell all your friends how great divorce is <laughs> yay thank you very much thank you, you. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. Please, please. Um, it would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going. Uh, but also it affects our listing in the podcast charts, uh, which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast. And I'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times. And they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts. So if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love you forever. You can leave them on iTunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well. I'll take all the reviews you've got to give. You can also uh, get in contact on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. We have a website, thedivorcesocial.com and we have a Patreon account, which means that you can support the podcast for as little as £2 a month and it helps me with all the admin costs. It also means you have access to our 90s style divorce and heartbreak chat room and there's lots of exclusives on there, little bits of audio that you don't get in the main podcast and some giveaways as well. So I'd love to see you over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines and please leave a review. Did I say that already? Please leave a review. Love you forever.